Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That'd be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I don't know why I'm singing. I'm just. Uh, you can sing. It's I'm a music. Just, I'm podcast. just in a good mood today. <laughs> yeah, I love to hear that, man. Um, so, which is surprising, seeing as I left your uh, pieces of your mic case at my house. <sighs> it's like having children away from my house. <laughs> child's by name, child's by nature, I'm afraid. Uh, um, yeah, so we had a, uh, a pretty fun time this weekend, didn't we? It was just you and I. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, a little little weird and challenging at first, I think. Yeah, but uh, but we got through it. It was fun. Yeah, totally. I fun. think Patty Max, we really kind of reeled it in, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, the sound was way better at uh, at, at Patty Max. I think it was just because we were inside, so it was just fuller. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not that it was better; it was just fuller. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And also, Ali Hayes, um, the Irish girl who who played with us at Patty Max, was amazing. Wasn't she it? was absolutely amazing. I was t- I was a uh, teasing james i was sending him pictures of ali and i'm like james who <laughs> yeah yeah no she was just incredible she, her voice was something else oh man and she was playing uh she was playing the fiddle with us and then she she said can i have a go at your guitar and sat down and belted out three or four tunes on that yeah and so, she tuned yeah. into dad gad by ear and just busted out some tunes she was great yeah 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 yeah, yeah that yeah. was pretty awesome man Absolutely, how just a natural your, uh, musician. I love your it. Halloween. I know how your Halloween was, but I want you to say it out loud and record it so everyone knows what a nerd you are. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we all played D and D with Je- um, uh, me and a bunch of my friends. Justin was there, and um, we all dressed up as our characters. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I painted no. myself blue, gave myself elf ears. It was loads of fun. No, I saw the photos, man. It actually looked kind of cool. I kept. Uh, we stayed home just because we wanted to see you know first time in this house for Halloween. So first halloween in this house so we wanted to see what the neighborhood was like if kids would come by etc but you know at some point you know like 10 o'clock or so we were ready to go inside and start watching tv and hanging out and uh i kept threatening going i should just go over i should just show up in the- and i almost i had like a pair of fake vampire teeth man i almost put those in and it just showed up that would have been legendary the game, but yeah well at some point at some point your vampire character will return i will return yeah, yeah we'll no it's good times i i've never really played it i mean i've always been kind of into that sort of stuff i i i'm a voracious fantasy reader you know yeah i was always into that stuff but then when i found out um there was a, a D um group going and i just couldn't resist it man you know i've never oh, yeah, done it before yeah. and i love it it's so much fun. i do miss it i mean i you know i did it for a while with you guys and then i bowed out for a bit um i do miss it I, it's just it's hard for me to commit like a, it is a weird thing to dedicate time to as a 41 year old man quite frankly well, and to commit time <laughs> to it weekly is just hard for me yeah so, no anyways. i get it man yeah. i get it well we've got brock pilgrim with us today how's it going man gentlemen thank you very much for having me on Absolutely. i really appreciate it yeah yeah thanks for coming man you guys yeah. are the 561 legends <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that but well, okay well take hey, it man just take it i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah we've been trying to get you on for a while but it hasn't ever lined up and finally we've got you here Star- is, stars have aligned yeah it's perfect <laughs> it's brilliant so um where are you from originally 
Uh, born and raised in Massachusetts. Okay, cool. Nice. And how long have you been in Florida? I just moved here almost, uh, in a, moved here exactly 11 months ago. Okay, so there's really no time at all. It's been yeah, it's been a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, you just hit the ground running and decided to do music for the moment you got here, or uh, so. Yeah, uh, well, when, when I uh, after when I was in Massachusetts, I uh, went to college for working on ships. Right. So I worked on ships for ten years, and then I what cro- kind of ships? Oh, uh, everyone you can think of. Right. Wow. Um, car, navy ships, car ships, um, um, container ships. I, I'm I was a, I'm an engineer for those plants, those steam plants, diesel plants, and and um, gas turbines. All right. Oh, that's awesome. But it was it was it was great. I was an excellent uh, adventurous life, but I realized it wasn't. Normal, if we know what normal is, you know, sure. just this whole being gone for four months and home, you know, it's home f- for an X amount of time and gone. So I came landside three years ago and I started doing landside engineering. But I've always been playing guitar since I was 15, kind of, kind of a bastardized method of learning. Yeah. Kind of, you know, our own way of attacking. Sure. And then at sea, you know, I really, really, at sea, it was just me and my instrument. Yeah. And it's kind of how I made my music too, because. Right. My music has this um, ambient vibe to it that, sure. that goes with the with the role of a ship. Yeah, okay. and and so it's kind of a that's I've built that up, and then coming landside, I've you know I've started playing things called a drummer, yeah. <laughs> everything, <laughs> and you know I tried to feel it out, and it was great, but you know I had one year in, and then COVID came and just wiped it all out. Sure. So so I started uh, playing on the street. Everything was closed. I went right on the street. Yeah, man. And. Uh, so um, before we get into that, I'm just curious what your sort of upbringing was like when it comes to um, were your parents supportive of you playing music and what kind of music did they listen to? Out of my, um, my dad is, has a great ear. My dad doesn't play. I mean, he plays so you can pick up the harmonica and jam. He had the guitar laying around the house that he was picking up, and I took it and just ran with it. Uh, my mother's, you know, Motown and such from the 60s. Uh, my Grandfather was a bu- drum and bugle player in the um, the Skyliners in New York. Oh right! And so and that's when I started playing. I started playing horn, and cool. I'm just terrible at it. Right, right. I went to the baritone, and I was terrible. At it. I dropped it. So by high school, I was done. So the influence I had from my father, though, were the classic rock, jazz, and Grateful Dead. And the Grateful Dead was. Uh, in November, the 18th of this month, it'd be 20 years since I got turned on to the Grateful Dead. Oh, wow. You remember the date. Yeah, November. It must have been a big effect. Out of November 18, 2002. Yeah, wow. The day before my birthday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I, it was unbelievable because uh, I hated them. There's it's a couple bands I've said I've, I've disliked. I'm right there with you with the dead. I, would, I didn't used to like them either, and, and it slowly kind of got chipped away, and now I like, and now yeah. I like them. You know? I wouldn't say I'm like a dead head, but I do like them. So using hate is a strong word for me, but I disliked, disliked it, and once I got to the show, Jimmy Herring was on guitar. I don't know if you guys really listen to Jimmy Herring, but he just, he, the way he sent it, second set, I was just like, oh, my God. Then I put on the records to hear Jerry's work. Yeah, and that's when it started. That's when my bastardized learning of music. I started learning from rhythm playing on Bob Weir's side. Yeah, those jazz phrasings, and then hearing lead work, working my way to lead work. But cool. That's how what tied me and everything else. Um, improv and and jazz. Yeah, and when I got yeah. to see bluegrass and classic rock, Zappa. Yeah, man. But so you got a big broad kind of net there when it yeah. comes to the type of music you like. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. 
I'm I definitely uh, I vibe off creativity. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that's kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit and yeah. kind of heading out there into the into space. That's cool. So you said you um you've been you were playing on the street. When you're playing on the street, what kind of gear do you use? How do you go about that? Uh, I have a couple of rigs, but my main one, main one was in one of my acoustic guitars, and as we're playing today, today would have been my my setup minus the looper. So, I'd have a classical guitar or an acoustic guitar, or I'd have a Telecaster, and I run it into a Roland Street Cube X. Oh, neat! I don't know how many watts she is, but it has twin eight-inch speakers in it. Okay. And it just it pushes sound quite well, and that's cool. what I got during COVID. Is it, does it have a battery in it? Um, it has tr- six AA batteries. Oh right, and that's it. it. Yeah, that's it does, cool. It does oh, wow. well, and I carry spares with me. But the way that I used to do it was um, we got a car battery and um, an inverter. You know, they're so <laughs> heavy those things though. But we just used to lug the car battery out there in like a little cart with wheels on it, and you know that that was because I I. My main source of income for three or four years was busking in Manchester. And I, I did it all the time. I used to love it, man. It was a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah, you can really... Uh, you really learn a lot because it's just all those hours, you know, that you're, yeah. just, you're just there all day and all you're doing is playing. So I feel like a lot of my musicality got kind of honed out on the street there, you know? It changed the way I played. Yeah. Like the nervous... Not, not nervousness, but it's just like it... it I'm just loosen me up and I can I can do whatever I want is what it, yeah. what it made because also of what I'm doing with looping and everything and the improv on top of that just I just don't have a plan it made me go into things without a plan and work my way out of it for sure fight yeah. the anxiety but, yeah yeah it's almost like how um how stand-up comedians talk you know is that that's one of the ways that they they talk about um when they've mastered their craft is that's it is you kind of get yourself into a situation you got to find you got to talk your way out of it you yeah. know make it work mm-hmm. make it pop and it's kind of the same thing you know with, yeah. with busking like that that's really cool um so you use the looper when you're busking then absolutely you just bust that's, up over the top yeah that's so that's that's what happened i i have the i was so i use a uh, acoustic guitar then i go into a looper that's my boss uh, rc20 so it's like yeah. one of the first generation double pedals yeah sure love it yeah but also uh it it restricts what you're gonna play. Yeah. Of course. So, I took that, and then it was uh, last year. I decided um, I had a had a problem with um, my neck and nerve nerves in my arm. Oh no! I had to take off from work, and I just said, you know, let me just. Uh, I think I'm gonna hit the road and travel. It was like a whole shift in life right then. There. Yeah. And I sold everything. Sold the house. Sold all my belongings, and I bought wow. a camper. Filled it with uh, select instruments. Got rid of most of my stuff. Yeah. And then um, I said I took the I took the looper and I I started traveling, meeting friends, and kind of like working working with them, uh, playing session playing, and then picking up an act with with this bigger looper, the RC three hundred, which I've had, but I've never really kind of um, laid down a format. Sure. It was under under the gun. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'd show up to gigs and I'm I'm still doing it like making stuff up yeah yeah sure but i went out and i started coming down the coast by the time i got down here in december i had a you know my sets kind of kind of mapped out with it yeah and then you know from what i've done here in the past 11 months i you know i go back to listen to the videos just like how where it used to be and now where it is now like running with your melodies so yeah it's been a it's it's always been looping is my main deal yeah i love it even though I'm in a, a band down here, uh, Nip and Tuck. 
Right. Yeah. I, I love playing, love the bands, but also, too, I love gravitating to, to the looping. Sure. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun, and you can do so much cool stuff with it. I got that um, RC600 recently. Ooh. And having fun with that guy. Yeah. That's a beast, yeah. He can do all sorts of different stuff, and it's got the effects on there and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and that's what I use when I do solo gigs. I've actually got one coming up at, on Sunday at Guanabana. So I am going to use it for that. Any problems of it? I know that some people have been saying they have problems, but so far mine's been fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like people say it does things like it'll just stop and things like that, you mm-hmm. know. But mine hasn't been doing it, so cross fingers, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, I tell people like, oh, should I get? Should I get? Because I because what you have you have three extra tracks now on the RC yeah. six hundred, but I'm just like, the three hundred's been around for ten years. Yeah. For me, exactly. it's just like you know, I'll, I'll use this as my ro- you know the the, the gig proven. one. Yeah. It's proven. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, totally. Yeah, so far so good with it, honestly. And and I don't really use it to its like maximum capacity, so I'm probably not like overloading it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I only really used the three on it, and the 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 effects was the reason why I got it because I the, the bass sounds better than the one on the three hundred. Okay, you know, it's yeah. actually sort of like warm and sounds yeah. right. So that that was really the main reason I got it. And I it, picked up a a five hundred five like. Five or six months ago, it's still in the box. I haven't even touched it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dude, have, so sad. Have you seen the looping battles of those? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just off the chain with oh, that no, stuff. It's crazy, man. Because that's mainly for vocals, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's more it's uh, the controls are more hand controls than they are foot pedals. There is a foot pedal for it uh, mm-hmm. uh, adapter, which I have that as well. But um, I just. Every time I look at it, every time I get like you know a couple of extra minutes, and I go, oh, I'm gonna pull it out of the box and see what's gonna happen with it. I look at that thing and then just go, yeah, nope. <laughs> it's just so intimidating. <laughs> it's, it's awesome seeing where they came because I used to go to the shows for uh, Keller Williams. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if you, and you know what he had there, the whole monster off to the side. Mm-hmm. And now what he's using now, pulling off, the, still pulling off the same gig. Yeah. That's when I saw that. When I saw him using the RC300 as gig, I was just like, up, oh, this is it. Yeah, I can do uh, it. If you ever see, uh, uh, get a chance to see uh, Ricky Bobby, locally, Mm, um, he's uh, he's uh, the lead singer for The Shake, um, but he does a solo stuff under Ricky Bobby under the name Ricky Bobby. He uh, he uses really good. He uses the five hundred five. It's just like incredible the stuff he does with it. Yeah, he does it kind of like the same way that like DJs and beatboxers use it. You know, it almost looks like he's fiddling around with a mixer well he's got his guitar on him and he he like it looks i mean you know obviously looks are deceiving you know what he's doing and what what it looks like to us are probably two different things but i swear to god it looks like he's hitting all these buttons and dials and then it looks like he strums like twice and then reaches back over and hits another set of buttons and it's you know there's like 18 layers going on and you're like how did that happen i saw you touch the guitar twice yeah yeah (laughs) he's really quick at it he's sweating he's uh, he's so good at it yeah if you ever get a chance in fact if, if you get a minute uh, go back to our episode where we had him and, and uh, he did a, a solo performance uh, in, in the front of the green screen. It was oh, yeah. just epic. Yeah. It was just epic. He's killing it, that guy. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to your uh, own music, do you have a um, – where are you at with it all? What's going on with your music at the moment? You're about to release an album, is that right? Yes. Um, so I've, I'm – I'm always working on material on the side, but I'm not playing it on stage because right. it's kind of difficult for, for the looping. But I've been taking my tunes that I wrote on the ships and finalizing them. Right. And then, uh, I mean, after finding out about you individuals in this, and how you 
have a recording studio and everything else. Meeting Yaz, yeah, yeah, Justin, um, friends of uh, I'm take, I take lessons with Frank Extel. Nice, he's a cool guy. I worked with him for ten years. He beats me up. That's when I moved down here. I said, you know, I want to I want to play at these great places. And the way is, I have to study do jazz theory yeah. in the background. And he's just I, I've almost been seeing Frank for almost a year. Yeah, he's, he's Frank. Frank doesn't mess around, man. He's it's he's it's the most. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's the amount of discipline and a regiment behind it. I really really appreciative. It really puts good order to my music. Yeah, excellent. Vocals wise, working with um, Sarah Blass. Sure, yeah. And she's, that's how we met, isn't it? Because you came in here with Sarah that day. And she showed me the facility. I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's, if I want, if I want to do, I want to record here. And yeah, so wicked. I spoke to Justin and he set me up with a uh, Yaz and. I came in here working with Yaz, never met the gent, just sat in the studio, and we just went at it and started laying down this music. Um, my music now, where I'm at, is shifting gears because uh, I'm now with work. I'm doing a lot more traveling. Right. And so I'm not getting the um, stage time. So I'm going to shift gears for social media. Right. Now, I've always been in the social media game. I've really pulled back on the reins. I'm kind of, I'm always experimenting. Yeah. You know, there's people have their processes, but you know, you got yeah. to know your product. Yeah. And I knew how to, how to use it and, you know, gain, gain following and all that jazz. But now I'm shifting and I pulse the market, see how it reacts. And I'm, I'm making this album. It's really going to be ambient music for reels. Right. And, you know, instead of using one, you know, there's one art, which is capturing the sound. Yeah. And then there's a second art, which is capturing your film. Yeah. yeah. Which is having two arts is amazing. Um, if you could put a third in there. Uh, so one art is the music. Second art is going to be video. Third yeah. art could be doing drone work with that video. Oh, yeah. So what I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing. Is I'm going to be making probably for two, two months promoting, you know, putting money behind it and you know pushing it out there see what it does all an experiment yeah how much um how much have you already recorded we it's uh, a six track album right and i have to put drums on it and then lead guitar and that's is that there is drums on on the the ambient stuff then there will be drums in some yes right cool yeah this Live, um, live drums or yes yeah yeah nice and do you have um, do you have drones running through it already? Some no, no, I'm I'm acquiring the footage for it. I'm not going to be filming it. Oh, sorry, I didn't I mean would. the actual flying drones. Yeah. I meant like the. Yeah, that'd be good, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to be cutting that out. And I'm going to be fast tracking it. Right, just gotcha. see how it works. I'm really interested to really interested to hear some of this stuff. I love ambient music. Yeah. I went through a huge phase of just listening to ambient music. Actually, it's, it's like a lo-fi vibe, but not right. with like the lo-fi sound, like that laid back. I like just really laid back. If you think of a ship at sea, ships actually are really slow when they hit waves. They're yeah. do, 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 come over slow. And when you're like after you know working all day, come up to your room, six p.m., seven p.m., and you're there running scales. You, no matter what, you're going to be end up playing to that metronome sure that's what it did to my life yeah. and then I, you know, I'm in Logic Pro and I had my recording gear on the ships and I would just you know have like a cathedral reverb you know I'm slapping off of I'm always playing off the full sound of my guitar great and so with this we're capturing it with um, most of the guitar work is done with a uh, Fender Vibralux, the, the Marsh. Didn't you say you had a, yeah. a Marsh, the yeah, Springfield? Yeah, yeah, someone stole it, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sucks. They're really nice. And I, I had my Telecaster plecked up at Wolf Guitars there. Yeah. 
And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I'm looking. So I'm building a 65 Deluxe right now. Really? And I'm like, well, I'm going to finish this. And then, you know, don't don't jive. And then I'm, this whole thing about the album, I'm like, no, I, I need a dependable amp. Sure. And I, I, I played her. Never played through 10s, really. I'm just blown away by it. And I took it home, and I'm I'm playing it. Then I got my songs down. I'm speaking to Yaz. Bring it in. Did a step with twin, twin miking. And he... I wasn't hearing this sound before. I love the sound of it. But as soon as I put those headphones on, it like changed the way I was writing the, the music. It just oh, like all wow. started changing course. So, you know, it's going more off the reverb and just that echo, you yeah. know, those subtle sounds, you know, of Spanish guitar in there. Nice. And it's things, interesting like, to be playing a nylon string guitar through like a Fender twin reverb style oh, amp. Not her. No, it wouldn't be like that. The, oh, okay. uh, if that was just the uh, f- the uh, Fender de- um, Telecaster. Okay, the, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, awesome, though. Um, and I'm so glad that you're doing it with Yaz because he is just a wonderful musician. And he has this poise about him and this objectivity in the face of kind of, you know, the, the job he has to get done, which I've always really respected, you know, because it, it's easier to not be able to see the wood for the trees sometimes with this stuff, you know, but yeah. he has an ability to step back from it and see what is actually going on, which I, I really respect. Yeah, well, it's my first time working in a studio, so having someone there as a sound engineer, one, but having someone help you produce, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah, he has an amazing ear. So you'll be yeah, yeah. So he'll you, he'll he'll take it like he said. He'll take a step back and he'll tell you you know this 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 and then mm-hmm. you go oh oh yeah that's oh yeah. I'm playing. I brought the bass in, and you know it's playing. I'm not a bassist, but right, I play right. bass. You know, loop, sure, that's yeah. what I do with the looping scene. You know, I bring the yeah. bass guitar and I just lay it down. I'm playing, you know, I'm there playing the bass on my track in front of him. I'm like oh. I can only imagine what he's thinking. We're, and we're actually ran, ran into a, a t- um, two tones fighting each other. And um, they're the correct tones. But he's just like, uh, you know what? Just right off the, right off his ear, he's just like, play the fifth on top of that instead of playing on the third. I'm like, okay. And ch- kind of you know, change, change that section of the yeah. song. And I'm like, oh, love it. Love yeah. it. He's got an unbelievable ear. Yeah, he, absolutely he does. So, um are you, you looking at a kind of a release time, or is it just when it's done? So it's not seasonal. So, and I'm I'm not rushing it. Right. It's like a, you know, I, I was able to lay those tracks down, get the bass, but I'm, you know, I'm just going to be collecting it slowly. I don't have a release time yet. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Sounds really interesting, and maybe I can get a sneak listen from Yes or something. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I think that I know the answer to this because you were talking about having lessons with Frank. But do you still do you practice a lot? Oh, an hour, two hours a day. That's excellent. Wow, that's awesome. But it's like I'm coming to the point now. I'm I'm so regimented, you know. Now I have a reg, such a regimented routine. He he took, you know. I've been playing for fifth. Uh, I've been playing for over sixteen years, but what I've done has just been terrible for you know. Learn from like you know a good good theory and his background at Berkeley, working with Vincent Berdice and such. All these those folks, he just yeah. took me, stripped me down, yeah. and brought me up. So where I warm up, my when I from practicing. I'm immediately going through the, um, you know, I'm immediately going through the circle of fifths with open yeah. open scales. Yeah. And then I'm altering it. And then I'm doing the arpeggios. And then I'm, I'll throw in the seventh arpeggios. And and then I'll start working my way up the neck. Uh, I'll get into etudes and I'll do that week's homework. And, yeah, excellent. But, but it's like, problem is, 
so much information, so little time. Yeah. Done, so I've a stack of everything I've, I've learned, but I, I can't practice it all the time. Or, you know, it's difficult to break it up through the week. Yeah. You know, keep up with your uh, – yeah. keep, keep – like, all right, do your, your seventh uh, dominant seven arpeggios. But then all of a sudden you got to like lay into your uh, harmonic minor scales right now. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, <laughs> no, he's he's a fountain of knowledge, and at, at times it's rather overwhelming. You know how much he can know. It's you know. it's it's out it's out, it's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so many things you can uh, practice at the same time too. Yeah. So I, I used to sometimes walk past his room and he'd be doing really fast exercises in like fifteen, sixteen. You know, if you go like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's 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 crazy. Yeah, but he's awesome. I try I try to pick up that guitar for an hour a day. Yeah, I don't want anything to get in the way of it. I've, I've claimed it like after like after making this a career, kind of yeah. I, I made it an income for the past year and a half year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know just, I don't want to give it up. No, I just wanna, I mean, just, yeah. Once you've got once yeah. you got your foot on there, it's like it's stiff. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I didn't was involved in music at this point you know it's what's well, that and it's at a speed too it's like well you can take a month off or this and that but to me if i if i take a day or if i take a week off i am so friggin behind with right. work yeah, of yeah. Getting, catching up with the studies and everything else just, yeah. i can't afford it yeah so it's like college like i'm back at a little music college so yeah it's great i might go and start lessons with frank again actually because uh he's got a, a lot to teach anyone you know it's it's yeah it's just just he doesn't even need an instrument in front of him just just speaking to him. yeah 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 now i've had the odd the odd little you know lesson with him over the years just because i work with him so i'd sit down you know chat to him and yeah i i, I want to say around here and just in terms of just raw knowledge you know he's the guy but there's um there's this great uh thing called practice warriors that um we had do you know christopher maloney do you know who that is no he came on our podcast he used to run a place called absolute music up the road but closed down but now he he has this website called practice warriors and it's oh, um oh yes yes yeah he's, yeah he's um oh who'd he play with too he's, he's all huge. sorts of different people I'm yeah, sorry, yeah i don't forget his and i played with him too at vintage he came and played drums i forgot his full name oh i can't remember yeah he runs that that studio up in jupiter the that's, practice area yes yeah yes. yeah that's it yeah yeah well yeah chris was great and he uh had, he has this website practice warriors you should check it out man it's really interesting it's all about like how to practice but the thing is frank knows a lot about that too you know just in terms of how right. you, how you should do it and i th- i feel like you know practice method is almost as important as as how much you practice, you know, mm-hmm. or what Doing you practice. Pro- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do yeah. you guys? Do you guys have a routine for what you do? <sighs> yeah, I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just try and come in early for my lessons, and and then I sit down, do some scales. I do the thing I'm meant to be practicing, you know, that I'm trying to get better at, and that's usually and what I end up having time for, honestly. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I'm sure there's better ways to do it, and I need to spend a bit more time with this practice warriors website cuz that has all the secrets you know for this stuff so it's, i caught you 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 posted it on instagram you did a blip and it's just him speaking of the guitar has yeah. to be out yeah yeah totally and it's, i'm i'm traveling now i'm traveling a, a, a lot and it's it's being able to bring that guitar out in the hotel, being able to practice. That's another thing, too. What am I traveling with? Yeah. You know, you know like beater guitar? I don't want to call them my guitars beaters. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, <laughs> I guess that's considered a beater guitar. I bring that in the, I let, 
I put that in the check-in, and I have this other one, the, the Tiny Martin I have. So what traveling are you doing at the moment? For gigs, is it? No, oh. it's, it's for work. I, uh, I gotcha. do uh, risk, uh, risk consulting for power plants. Oh, interesting. Go in there and check what system it is, soybean processor, um, power production, whatnot. And we look at um, where errors could occur and how it could be corrected. Oh, okay. But, oh, right. but, you know, I'm, I, even though I'm away, I don't want to be away from – I keep – Pointing over there to my guitar. Yeah, wonder, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's over there. Off, yeah, off camera, <laughs> yeah. taking a breather. Yeah, it's, but, you know, it's like, you know, tr- and then trying to work it out in a hotel. How do yeah, you practice yeah. in a hotel and, and all that? I had a friend of mine that used to practice, uh, used to travel a lot, a lot. And um, he had he had one of those tiny Martins, um, you know, a little travel <laughs> Martin uh, acoustic. Um, it worked for him. It's, I the, mean, it's a Barbie guitar. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it worked for him. So. It, I, he actually, for a while... He had there was there was a little while that he was traveling, um, and he wasn't bringing a guitar. He was just bringing this like half size guitar neck, like half length guitar. It yes. was just the neck yes. and no strings, no nothing. And he would just he would practice his scales fingering mm-hmm. on this neck thing. Oh really? Yeah, he would just sit That's there with cool. one hand and practice this. Yeah, it was Who's weird. This? Uh, it's just for an old friend of mine that right. a guy it's a guy I used to work with like thirty years ago or something. Oh, right. Well, the the other thing is 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 going through the scales in my head. You know, yeah. Thinking all the notes like right yeah. then and there. Think. think I do of that. Everything with a key I, and, if I'm honest with you, I think I'd, I'm doing that like all the time. He's doing. I that think I might be doing right it right now. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're playing sax. You play saxophone. And, yeah, you know, yeah. You're really locking and into it. When I when I think of scales for years and years and years, I used to think of them as the sax scales but it's switched over to guitar now because i'm playing it more wow way more yeah yeah that's when i when i imagine a, a scale in my head now it's it's on the guitar for sure hmm. yeah it's sort of like dreaming in french or whatever you know it like switched over <laughs> i can only imagine swapping the guitar but yeah, yeah. yeah so um what's uh else we got here so this is a question that i quite like asking um just because it's something that i had to deal with and you know feel free to not even answer it at all but um when it comes to gigs and stuff like that how do you how do you feel about like how do you navigate all the sort of drinking and everything like that do you do you drink when you're at shows uh i i do not believe in it in bands right or if i'm doing it with a band yeah i mean i'm not an alcoholic yeah. But you know, being around it a lot, yeah, it makes you want to have a a, a cocktail. I yeah, assume, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and everybody's social, everybody's yeah. there, your friends and whatnot. But no, for for locking in, if I'm if I'm for going going for that sound, you know, yeah. I will not drink. Right, right. Um, now for my looping, for the for, the, for my solo gigs here, I'm playing for people drinking beers and yeah. eating chicken wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. you know, you're just up there. You know, I'm I'm not. You know, as much as I am taking it seriously, I will have a beer. Yeah, sure. and there's really literally nothing wrong with that at all. That's not why I asked it. It's just for me, it was something I couldn't control, so I ended up having to just knock it on the head completely. You know, I went for um, health insurance because I didn't have um, left left work and hit the road. I needed health insurance. Yeah, and um, it was. Uh, it, <laughs> it was. Um, I was called when i was enrolling in it i was being called and interrogated because right. they're like what do you do for work i play music you know this and that and i had all these calls if i if i drank or every, everything they wouldn't you know i wouldn't be insured oh my gosh and no it was, I mean, i'm sorry i'm not being insured it was like they want to know how much i drank right. oh wow right and i'm like you know like 
everything's normal. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody, someone's definitely going to say that in order to just cheat and get insurance. So, oh, my gosh. But, it's yeah, it's it's definitely a reputation in the music scene, you know, because playing in all these breweries and stuff, they just oh, think people, people yeah. are, uh, you know. Just wasted yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the matter, matter of rhythm and everything yeah. else and locking into your sound, if you're pro- the professional, uh, not saying if someone drinks, I'm not calling them unprofessional, I'm just – to me, I need need the focus. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I I've found since knocking it on the head that just everything's easier. You know, like I can play in time. You know what I mean? The only time I can't play properly or I forget stuff is I'm drunk. You know, so I just don't do that anymore. I'll tell you though, what, you know, when I um, when I was in other bands and stuff before Killbillies, I mean, I I had a few beers. Sometimes I had more than a few beers, and uh, you know, it was always it was always well. Let me at least have one or two to take the edge off or whatever sure, because yeah. I was very anxious and very nervous about playing in front of people and it didn't matter if I had played that that set or that sets of songs or whatever it was it didn't matter if I had done it a thousand times in front of that same crowd I still got nervous every single time when I started Killbillies um James and I don't drink when we play Killbillies Ben doesn't drink and yeah so I we never don't... asked him to no 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 yeah it. no they yeah he's never asked it. it was just it was just more of a it was more of a mutual respect thing and also just uh you know, we just didn't feel right sitting there pounding beers in front of Ben. And Ben's, you know, Ben's trying not to drink, you know. Um, so it just it felt wrong for us. So we just didn't do it. Um, and, yeah, you know, the first few gigs, I was, like, super nervous and super whatever. And, and now it's, like, second nature. Now I just get up. I just play. We always have a good time. We're always laughing. We're joking mm-hmm. around. We're whatever. You're sort of and, over it at this point. And, and yeah. it never even occurs to me that, like, Oh, oh! I didn't have that drink to take the edge off. Like I don't know, it just doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I always pull the plug on it. I'll stop for yeah. months. You right, know, really, it really yeah. changes my view of it. You know, sailing too. It was like you know, I'd be not drinking for four months. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's uh, and people are like don't sailors drink? Oh, not in the Alaskan tankers. They kind of got a bad reputation. <laughs> 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 Captain Hazel, Hazelwood there. Yeah, it's okay. but uh, yeah, it's like I. I don't know. It's 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 interesting as a socializing of yeah of yeah a, for sure the booze. It, it is certainly yeah, and it, it took me a long time to even be able to do it at all. I don't think I'd ever get back to that point where I just want to spend hours and hours and hours talking about something inane with someone in a bar, sober. Because part of the fun of that is that you're sort of half out of your mind. You know what I mean? It's just not even really fun. It's supposed otherwise. to be lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you just sort of stood there, like you know, sober. I tend to leave a lot earlier than I would do otherwise, but on balance, I'm a lot happier. There's definitely a reputation, though. I mean, with with musicians and stuff, there's definitely that reputation that musicians drink and musicians do other stuff and whatever. Because, you know, how often do we play and people people try to buy us drinks and we tell them we don't drink and they look at us like we're crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't drink? It's like <laughs> I love the Grateful Dead. Grateful yeah. Dead has a reputation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I love Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa's reputation is you do anything in the band, you're out. Yeah. Really? And, I didn't know, know that. The way Zappa played. So my favorite years of 73 to 75. Right. And it's and it's like that they were so friggin' tight. Yeah, yeah. for a reason. But I did listen to an interview recently. Um, so was it? Uh, I think the bassist is Tom Fowler. The Fowler twins. Uh, um, the Fowler brothers were in that band. Right. And there was a whole thing about them. If they did really well, they'd sneak off and smoke a joint after. <laughs> and then Zappa found out oh, on tour man. and like wrote a note to everybody. It's kind of a nice way he did it, considering what Zappa turned in towards the end of his career. But he put notes under everybody's door and not singling people out. Just like, you'll be unemployed if you, if you do any of that in my band. Oh, wow. 
Well, but, there you go. Because you know, wow. I thought like everybody was cold, sober. Like, no, they like to have a little fun with the psych, considering who they're playing with. Sure. Know, yeah, for real, man. But, yeah. Well, you know, I sort of respect It's kind of a hard line to take, but I get it. I get why, you know. It's just one of them to be the best they could be, really. That's it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you got to, you know, I can respect that. So, um, do you have a writing process? Oh. So, <laughs> it's, it's my, that's how I learned music. It's diving into the books and learning, getting into theory. Yeah. I had a, I had a yeah, I have, I had one where I was on these offshore tugboats, crews right. of nine people on board. Yeah. And I had um, one of those books I relied on were the Guitar Grimoire. Oh, okay. And Music Theory, the, the theory book. Yeah. And in the first three chapters, people are like, what is music theory? I'm just look at the three first, look at the first five pages of the Guitar Grimoire. Yeah. And it's just like gets in like physics on music. Oh, sure, so yeah, I yeah. love it. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. And I started taking it and I started doing people these other gents on the tug were not into music. Right, right, So right. I just used them as my guinea pig for this, for what I do. It was more like, do you remember on the schoolyard, you had those paper things? You're like, what's your favorite color? They like fold oh, it yeah. three times. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, right, right. I would take, it would tell me, they would tell me like five. I would take five, five tone chords. Yeah. Or five, uh, five chords within a certain amount of how many measures. I give them a number. They wouldn't know what they were doing. They would just ask for numbers. Right. And this lottery led the songs. Oh. I would just make songs out of it, and it would be completely whether I love that. So creative. whether it's within I love the, it. yeah whether it's in the key whatever we're dealing with yeah and I would that's how I'd write songs that's amazing um, yeah. <laughs> I take I take that and shift it even more you know just like asking people a random question I'd link it to something yeah you know, I have I could write anything really we could write anything but I'm if someone say like um. I, I can't say that I'm blocked in writing. Yeah. I could definitely sit down with someone who can write something right now. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it's what I've been leaning towards, though, is my practices. Right. And my practices open this other dimension. Right. I'm like, well, that's, I like the sound of that. It's melodic. We'll tie this and that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what I was doing, the first song I, I played, first song I'm going to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, um, but the, that song is a... Uh, is a harmonic minor warm up. Oh right. But then I started r- running with it. Right. And you know, just built up to that and you know, I started playing on stages, started collecting melodies and other yeah, things yeah. to it. And it's like, "All right, well, are you going to put lyrics on?" I'm like, "No, no." Awesome. I'm just going to leave it like that and I I leave, you know, the rhythm in there and then I, you know, cut into other songs of it wherever I go. But Yeah, that's really interesting and and um when I put this question into these questions I was just hoping some of people would come with like interesting answers because there's been all sorts of weird yeah. ways that I've like tried to write songs in the past and it's nice to hear I'm not alone in doing it and that you know because most people me included in general just kind of you know they, they'll put they'll put um, whatever ideas they have while they're driving into their notes or into their voice recordings yeah. and then they'll kind of then they'll end up just hashing a song out. But over the years, I have tried to employ more interesting ways to write songs. And I love this idea of just ran- getting I, a bunch of random numbers. I, you know, I, yeah, I feel together. like we need to just like, like once a week put a random question on Facebook for Killbillies, like, you know, a, a, you know, a, name five chords and then yeah. and then you know name whatever give us you know write this that whatever and then after about a month or six weeks of questions we'll just sit down and take all that information and just write a song yeah totally <laughs> yeah it's, it's take pretty it, smart yeah take it build up a, an obscure chord and finally yeah I like that 
Absolutely. It's really interesting. So have you ever had anything? I know that you're going to have a good answer to this because you've done a lot of street performing. But when it comes to like strange things that have happened while you've been playing, you got any good ones? So um, I'll give you an example. A pigeon landed on my head one time when I was playing a gig. And um, the amount of times that I've had um, like street people um, try and like trick me and, and take my money is just unbelievable. Oh. So. <laughs> It's like, and not really the closest I've been to that's down here. Yeah, okay. It's kind of kind of mixed mixed crowd in Clematis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's I, I haven't I haven't had it happen. No, I mean, actually, oh, okay. bad things. I haven't had bad things. Okay, got, so any, got any good things? things. I I don't have wild stories. I just have like bachelorette parties and people jumping in and everything. Everybody partying. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's that's always, a good time. When you get like a group of people who are having a party come yeah. along, that's always. They just good. want to take over and like sing with you and everything. Or? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I'd invite them in, or they know a song, I bring them in, and it's like it's it's I don't know, it's such a great time. That's yeah, cool. it totally is. I'm, I'm. We were almost gonna. We we had this idea to busk in Memphis. Yeah, and we never did yeah. It. And in Memphis, you in Memphis, you have to be permitted, and you have to be. There's like all these rules, <sighs> and you have to like. But I wrote to them before we went up there, and I they gave me the permit, like they approved it, and they gave me the permit, and so Pretty, we yeah. we were gonna do it, but we got. When we got to Memphis, it was just go, go, go. It was like gig, record, gig, yeah. record, gig, record. And then all of a sudden it was time to leave Memphis and we hadn't done it. So It's like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Well, I think that we just, we were quite tired. Too, we were burning was, ourselves out at that yeah, point. Yeah, there was a limit. You know, it's a shame, but maybe we'll get to it another time. But, yeah. You know, with our music too, it works really well for busking because you almost don't have to amplify it. You've got the stand up and the banjo is so loud. Yeah. You know, may, you, know you don't need to amplify a banjo at all. If you listen to the room mic from our recordings, it's, it's 90 Nine point nine percent banjo. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're all your ones on, on TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are new on TikTok, right? Wasn't with this in, within the CA? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't been doing it that long. We've got a so we have um, a social media person. Danielle um, helps us with it, and okay. um, and it is really Danielle Michaud. She's great. If anyone needs someone to do their social media, get in touch with us, and we'll point you towards Danielle. But, um, but not too many people because we need her to do our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's really, really great. And and it's a game changer, actually. Like, I I mess around on social media, but the, the important thing is, is consistency. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want, you want stuff to be coming out that's like, that makes sense, is intelligible and informative and regular. You know what I mean? Bam, bam, every day. And my stuff is just gibberish that I say when I'm bored. At home, she's you know? good at it though. She'll, <laughs> she'll she'll schedule stuff like every Monday. The schedule for the weekend is come. You know, is like, hey, coming up this week is this. You know, like every Tuesday there's something specific. Every Wednesday there's something specific. Like, you know, she's got like yeah, she does a really good job. She does yeah. it. For, she does it for yeah. the band and she does it for the Five Six One Music Podcast. She's really good about it. So how have you found the South Florida, the bleh. how have you found the South Florida music scene since you've been down here? Well, it's been wild. It's been a, it's been uh, been more. It's been a family. It's yeah, so, man. Up up north, I want to say you know there's some amazing musicians coming up in Boston or Berkeley, but they've also that they also have the scene. Yeah, there's I mean they're they're great players. I mean that rightly so. They have all the the good venues. Yeah. So the ones that are available kind of like are, have their niche or you know they have a click yeah sure. for a reason yeah you know if you're gonna come in and strum yeah so coming down here first there's open mics everywhere yeah, yeah there did are. not have that 
Yeah. So being with open mics and then being able to network, this amazing network we have here. Yeah, yeah. And then finding, and there's just like so much opportunity. It's really nice to hear you say that as someone who hasn't been here that long, because that's how I feel about it too. But I just sometimes wonder if I'm wearing like rose tinted spectacles. But no, it is great, and it? it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's um it's 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 wild. Now it's hard. These places, these places, you know, I had the hustle to get into these pl- the, the the big places, but uh, yeah, it, it takes a while with some of those. Yeah. There's certain places that I still haven't been able to play out and it just drives me nuts <laughs> I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to say them on here but I know which right. ones those are <laughs> but yeah uh, no I really like it too I'll like, shoot him another email after the podcast <laughs> where, where do you live? Uh, so I was living I was down in uh, West Palm right. for seven months and then I just moved to Lake Park oh you did? oh nice okay. I just moved to Lake Park I was in West Palm for my entire life oh really? and I just moved to Lake Park in yeah, uh, March I really want to move. All my friends live in Lake Park at the moment, so I'm trying to persuade my wife to move to Lake Park. Lake Park, Jupiter, Tequesta. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, it's wild. And then getting south, I mean, going going south of West Palm. Like, I wasn't playing in, in Lake... I was playing down in Delray. Yeah. Yeah. Delray, Boca. Yeah. But I wasn't down in... Uh, I didn't get any gigs in Lake Worth. Okay. You know, well, the wild. thing about Lake Worth is that there's quite a lot of musicians who live there and none of the bars want to pay, you know, like the same amount that like other places will. Yeah. And it's almost like there's more competition for the gigs or something. I'm not sure what that's about, but it's like, you know, because it's so fun down there and there's always people hanging around yeah. and stuff, but it just doesn't seem like, you know, that you're 50 to 100 bucks a man less in Lake Worth than you're everywhere else, you know. I don't know why that is. I was going to... I still am... Planning on busking there. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. They told me not to. They're like, don't, you know, this and that. I'm like, I did see someone chasing someone down the street with a machete once. (laughs) 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 So be prepared. Yeah, Yeah, they, they'll, we were talking, you and I were talking before the show about West Palm and, you know, busking laws and stuff like that. I, I do know that Lake Worth cracks down on that. They, Oh, really? They they unfortunately view it more as panhandling. Uh, yes, yeah, panhandling or a nuisance than than anything else, which I don't understand. Um, but that's how they view it, so they do crack down on it more. Right. Um, I don't know how it works or what the manpower is down there to be able to get rid of it. I know that they're under the sheriff's jurisdiction there. They don't have their own police department, so they're under the sheriff's jurisdiction. So I don't know if they have. Um, they have a lot of manpower for that kind of stuff or anything, but they do crack down on it. So I feel like it's it's one of those things that you can't have a uh, you can't have a blanket rule because certain people when they're busking are improving the environment, you know, and mm. certain people are are just awful and detracting. Yeah, from but it. how do you? So pick you've got to use your judgment. You know what I mean? But, but how as do you? But uh, you know, as a lawmaker, though, you can't say. You're allowed to bust because you're good, but you suck, so you can't bust. Well, like, I mean, the, yeah, the but law can't say the Bobby that. on the beat can though. They could, they can exercise judgment. They're human beings. True, you know? true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that's my view. I don't know what the for those of you that are not from England, the Bobby on the beat is the police officer walking <laughs> down the street because you know Ben Ben speaks English, but it's not English. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's English, English. It must it's be real wrong. English. It's not our English. It's real English. It's the English that like you know Bobby on named the beat. After. I've never even heard that. I knew what it was, but I had never even heard that. <laughs> that's great. I'll go to places and you know, people say don't don't do it. They'll yeah, you know, you'll get a fine, and I'll go speak to the p- 
police and they'll say, you know, you got to go to a town hall, get a permit. Yeah. Other ones say, well, I don't know. So then I'll just finally go down to an area that I want to play and then I'll see what's going on. Yeah. Cars yeah. going by, blaring, like, absolutely just like blaring music that people are like all upset about. Yeah, and yeah. Such. So I'm like, the volume, you know, and they're there like on a Friday, bumper to bumper. Doing, yeah. I'm on, Clema- I'm on Clematis and doing burnouts in front of the police. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. Just yeah. Co- uh, the cops right there, right next to him, just like, oh, it's fine. If yeah. you're letting that go by, let me strum. Yeah, <laughs> really, I know. Yeah. I've done a little bit of busking on Clematis before. And I, I did it down by City Place with my saxophone. I actually made quite a lot of money doing that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the, the, the bigger issue with the cities is, is that they're either, in, in a lot of cities, I, I think, there either isn't a busking rule or law in either, you know, for or against, um, or the people working there don't get that question asked that often, so they just don't know, and yeah. they don't know where to find the information. And so, like you said, you know, you, you, you go to, you know, City Hall, and, you know, somebody tells you you have to go to City Hall and get a permit. You know, maybe a police officer tells you you have to go to City Hall and get a permit. They don't know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. The, the officer doesn't know if that's really the case or not. That's what they're assuming. And then you get to city hall, and city hall shrugs their shoulders and goes, "Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of a permit for busking." So, you know, it's like, what do you do? Yeah. You know. It's, so you're not wrong in just saying, "I'll oh, just show up." What's the worst yeah. that can happen? They slap yeah. me on the wrist and say, "Go home." <laughs> you can protest and everything. Yeah. yeah. Why can't you strum? Yeah, sure. I've, I've been I've been asked to leave a couple of times, but but it's usually after you've been there for quite a long time, anyway. You know. But I haven't done it consistently enough to become a nuisance to anyone's so I don't know what that you yeah. know where that gets you, but saxophone would be perfect. I'm saying it's just like just out there laying down jams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, I, can't, I can't busk, man, because I got to bring like a semi truck for my upright bass. <laughs> I, I was um, so the song I'm gonna play is uh, one of them. The ending song is a uh, careless whisper. Oh, really? Right? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, like, why? How do you get into that song? Well, there was that video on YouTube 10 years ago of a guy just walking with no shirt and the saxophone. You oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And playing it. And then I was traveling overseas and I picked up a um, clarinet. I was learning the clarinet just to play the song. You know? Oh, I see. And then I made my way up. I remember I'm traveling hostel to hostel with this clarinet, trying to learn like, <laughs> how to play it. And I met the saxophonist in uh, Glasgow, uh, Scotland. Really? And he's there all ready to go, right there in the main strip. And I'm like, uh, five five pound. Hey, I'll give you five pounds if you can play this the uh, careless whisper thing. Yeah, He's like, yeah. No, no, I can't. I'm like, oh, you can't play. He's like, no, I can play. It. I just f, I just f and hate it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, ten pounds. He's like, no. And I'm like, my, my thing. If I could play the saxophone, I, I ended up doing it on the clarinet. But if I was, oh man, if I would just play that constantly in the street <laughs> to screw the people, man. <laughs> well, you and I could bust it out someday, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll go busking. And, <laughs> Sax and guitar would be fun. That would be awesome. People ask yeah. Ben all the time when we're out playing, you know, when we start breaking down, there's always somebody that comes running up to Ben. They're like, I don't suppose you can play Careless Whisper. Yeah, I always give him a few bars. Well, they'll, they'll, throw, they'll throw money in the, you know, they'll yeah. throw a 10 or just, a 10 spot just, or something in there. He'll play a few bars. I mean, who am I to blow against the wind? You know, I'm not the kind of person who doesn't <laughs> do stuff like that. I got turned on to this intimate music. Usually I wouldn't listen to R&B. Usually I would not listen to Hall & Oates. Yeah. And I got so turned on to it. that That's what I do with my gigs. You know, right, right, yeah, Careless yeah. Whisper Hall and Oats, so they're like just slow songs. Like, I love it. Yeah. Well, listen, you got my mouth watering to hear you play some music now, so why don't we listen to it, and uh, we'll, we'll come back and chat some more after this. Sounds good. 561 Podcast.
shovel on shovel As I, I dig on and let's turn on dance floor As the music dies, as in lucky eyes I bring on a silver skin and I'll let say goodbye I'm never gonna dance again, else in feeling got no rhythm Don't easy to pretend I'm no good, not a fool you know better than I cheat a friend I see chance and I've been given So I'm never gonna dance again Why dance with you? Of a good friend Until I hide in my head And the rest is There's no comfort in truth Back is all you'll find So never gonna dance again Held your feet and got no rhythm Don't cease it to pretend I'm no good Not a fool Should know better not to cheat a friend I see chance and I've been given So never gonna dance again No one's gonna dance with me Now please stay here So I'm never gonna dance again Girls, you got no rhythm oh, It's easy to pretend I know you're not a fool Now should know better not cheat a friend oh, I seem chancing I've been given So I'm never gonna dance again oh, I dance with you Oh, never felt you I'm gonna leave a bit.
561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US 1, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's. Um, and it was run by this guy, Victor, who sadly passed this year, RIP Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey the chef does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Sequester. And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it. And um, I was a part of helping set the place up. And um, I'm a huge fan. And you should, anyone who is interested in biker bars, or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is brought to you by Live Music Community. It's the place that we're recording this podcast in right now. It is a school, but it's also a recording studio and a live streaming venue, and we can do all sorts of different things here. If you have any kind of project that you're trying to get off the ground, then we can 
film you and help you put together an EPK and record a demo for you. We can even record, you know, full albums if if you want. We have all the resources here. We have a green screen so you can do interesting music videos and stuff like that and some great equipment, some really nice Blackmagic cameras and proper recording equipment. But really the thrust of the place is that it is a school. So um, the main thing that we do is help young musicians from you know, as young as five to really all the way through to adults, but we focus mainly on on the young people and we help them learn what it's like to be in a band. So we get them together and um, teach them all of, so individual lessons, but also in groups. And when we teach them in the groups, it's not just a question of, of teaching them how to play a whole load of covers. We help them learn how to write their own songs. We encourage them to make merchandise we teach them of the things that could go wrong when they're at a, a gig and all of the little things that you wouldn't necessarily think of that go into what it's like being in a band and how to be a band and how to be professional and it's great we've seen great success with these kids they play fantastically and it, i think it, not only is it a, a good thing to for people who want to be in a band just the life skills that go along with it in terms of working as a team and the courage to stand up in front of people to do something are invaluable and we you know we see these kids grow into amazing young adults we've had a, a wonderful time doing this and really enjoy it justin who runs the place justin hucker is a really inspirational leader of of young people i have to say and and i i really enjoy seeing him work with them and uh i'm proud to be one of his members of staff we have uh it's um yaz and um and me and and justin and mike scott and Corey and ryan are currently um the members of the team and we cover all the instruments um a few of us are multi-instrumentalists and then we have ryan who pretty much focuses directly on drums we've got pretty much everything across the board when it comes to teaching you how to be in a band teaching you how to play your instrument and yeah so that's that's live music community come by and check us out we are at 9091 north military trail um number eight and it's palm beach gardens florida 33410 so if you're heading from west palm beach north on military trail you as soon as you go past north lake on your left just tuck into the first uh the first little plaza there on your left and it's in the corner come and see us if you if you just want to come and have a look around we're open from about 2 p.m to about it's you know about around eight or nine or um most days of the week and then there's usually someone hanging around here on on weekends too so anytime you want to swing by just uh come and see us uh, or if you want to give us a call look us up online just write live music community and all of our details are there the number is 561-951-6902 all right thank you very much so uh seeing as we were just listening to an ad about live music community which is where we are sitting right now um could you tell us um, if, if you've got any advice for aspiring musicians, musicians starting out in the game, any instrument, yeah, yeah, just you know, in in general, you know, I uh, I would start by knowing each note you're playing. Don't just go for the G chord and just say you're playing the G chord. Know every note you're playing. Right on. Yeah. And yeah say yeah. say it as you do it. Just just make it a habit. Yeah. Know every note, and it's going to help you expand on that instrument 
That's actually pretty good advice and something that no one has said before. Yeah, as soon as it came out of his mouth, I was like, that is genius. That would, yeah, help, hey. me, that would help me learn my fretboard yeah. so quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, why do I need to know GPD? Yeah, why do you yeah. need to know the 135? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of the, the G scale. And then also couple that. Now this is going to sound hoaxy, but get yourself a really loud metronome. Yeah. Don't get the quiet ones on the phone or anything. I got this Japanese one off Amazon for 20 bucks. I got the wood one. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anything that's really loud and then, you know, have that. I mean, that's that, that's good advice for a drummer because I have no advice for drummers. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Start by knowing every note. I mean, you know, it seems obvious, but actually it's great advice. Mm. Yeah, totally. And. It's something that I try and do with the younger kids too. What you know, while their brains are like sponges, I try and get it in there. You know, <laughs> yeah, that that kind of base level theory stuff. So, um, yeah, you just played us a, a couple of real cool tunes, a sort of a medley. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Tortoise in the hair. And okay. It's uh, it was doing warm ups on a the D minor harmonic scale. Yeah. And then along of its uh, along of its um, chord melodies. Yeah. And then I just started working it, working off the loop, and it just built into tortoise, starting off slow, yeah, and then turning into the hair. Yeah, great, yeah. awesome. And, and then it just so happens that that you know raises raises the BPM up a little faster than what's going to be for careless whisper. But I just do the transition right in there and speed it up. Do you ever do anything um, that changes speed with the loop? Have you, have you ever messed around with that? I mean, I haven't, and I just wonder if it's even possible. I mean, like, can you like change the, the spe- pedal? Can you change the speed of the loop? I've never done that. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> you can. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> yeah, you could change the key. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I was. I don't. I don't know about yours. If yeah, it, if maybe it has, mine can. Cause I was. I bought. I had this whole thing planned out in my head before I bought it. Right. You know, I didn't know the first loop you pl- you put in that those the measures. Are yeah. your limitations? Yeah, yeah. If I lay down four bars, my next loop I put in has to be four bars yeah, when they're yeah. in sync. Yeah. But then they're like, oh no, you can make you can un you can unsync the three uh, three sections. Yeah, that's when I start getting really confused. They start like I lo- I lose track of where I'm at if I start messing around like that. Well, the th- the problem with that is, and I don't understand it why they have it then because they don't lock, and yours might do it because if if you take them out of sync, yeah. you can make one longer. So. My point being is I do a quick set of drums, yeah. right? Two measures of drums. Yeah. And then be able to do 16 bars Oh, you can music. do that. You can do that on mine, but you have to start with the shortest one. So if you start with the shortest one, you can do ones twice as long, five times, however long you And still be able to put the full 16 bars in? Yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable because I can't do that on this one. Right, yeah. Oh. So if I start with the drug, there you go. You've got to get a drug dealer. He's going to run out and buy a 600 dollars. Oh, no. Oh, like, let me see if you want. Damn this one's free. <laughs> First one's Does anybody free. want an RC300? <laughs> Lightly used. I'm a, I'm <laughs> I might buy that. I might buy that and sell the five hundred five, and then I'll, and then I'll stare at the three hundred in the box for a few months before I decide to change yeah, it for something else. You don't have because my thing is I have to stand there in front of everybody laying it down, and they're like, yeah. "Oh my god!" To me, it's boring. It yeah, really does yeah. bore me. Lock me in, locking me in there yeah, doing this. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I get, that's when I get experimental during the songs, going out, shutting things off, twisting it around. But for what you're mentioning now, I'd put two measures down of slap. 
Yeah. Maybe crossover. I have a crossover for my mic that goes right into it, and I'll start doing percussion. Yeah. Maybe lay down a little. Uh, don't lay down the bass because we just want to get the percussion in. Yeah. So we have our two measures in, and then I'll play my sixteen bars when I'm singing to them. Yeah. And I'll lock in. I'll be recording that whole time, and then when I put stop and loop, I'll get into my solo. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only thing that I can't do is is I can't sing while I'm playing my first thing because I have my mic running through it. But what I think I might end up doing is have some. I have mm. done it before. Is have two mics because I like doing the beatbox, you know, into it. But if you have two mics, then you can sing while you're re- recording the guitar. But if if you've got the the mic plugged in, you end up recording the guitar and the and the and the vocals, you know, both of them. One question. Yeah. Do you do any effects to your vocals through that pedal? No. The only thing that I'm, I every now and again I'll put some delay on it. Then I have your resolution. That's okay. exactly what I have. And same problem. Right. You know, I had double mics. I had problems with it going through it. I never want. I never wanted it to go through there because it was going to limit. To me, it was going to put resistance on the signal. I yeah, wanted okay. a clean, sharp signal. Sure. Yeah. So. What I do is I have an, an XLR AB, AB um, switcher. Uh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, okay. That makes total sense. Because the other thing, too, about it is having a hot mic yeah. when you're looping. If you're putting percussion down, this picks it up. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. That's, I fight that. I have certain well, songs. This, I, has got a, uh, this has got a noise suppressor on the mic, so it only, oh, it's got a gate on it. From the looper? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I need this. He's definitely, he's definitely <laughs> buying one now. Yeah, this songs I have to change because you know, like the rhythm will be caught up in it. Even though I'm gonna drop the rhythm out, keep the drums. Yeah. It's just like the drum track will still have you hear the rhythm like a ghost. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I hustle like harder on the guitar, the whole song, so you don't really hear the ghost. But that A B switch is genius. Oh, yes. Si- well, seeing as we're talking about gear, why don't we take a look at? Um, a, I think you brought in a picture of uh, your setup and we can uh, hey. take a look at that yeah okay that's why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're looking at that's uh that's the that's that's like phase three of the system having a, my own monitor that's nice. at uh, er bradley's okay under the tiki oh, hut yeah, yeah, I oh yeah that. it is yeah, yeah. yeah i see and it uh so if um I because I, I want to go up there and point in the screen for you, <laughs> but uh, coming out of the guitars, that's I love that guitar. I was gonna bring it here last when I heard about this. I went to go change the battery in her, and I broke the um, positive terminal. Oh. So I'm like, that's why I brought the classical today. I would have brought her, but um, I love that humbucker and piezo can come out in stereo. Awesome guitar, awesome feel in the nice. neck. It was the best, one of the best guitar purchases I've ever made. Um, I come out and I'm there it goes to that square black pedal, which is your um, power wah, morally power wah. So okay, it's awesome. It swaps. I mean, the wah quality on it is all right, but the um, but it acts as a volume swell. Oh yeah. So what you can do with that immediate just the control you have immediately. Yeah. Going through the board, even after that board in between there, in between you see there's two pedals. That's my AB switcher and a volume swell. Yeah. That volume swells after the board. So I can have full signal going driving the pedals yeah. and not limiting them. And I just control the volume with the volume swell. Oh, nice. Yeah. And okay. do whatever crazy thing I want to do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I come out and the first pedal on the right is the um, the sound on sound by Electro Harmonics, the freeze. Yeah. It's kind of a... Uh, it's, I, I love the freeze pedal. I have one. You know, so I you, use it in yeah. like every other song in Kilbillies. It's yeah. it's like I had it because my thing was before the looper or that thing we're discussing where I couldn't put down. Maybe I put down a verse, but I need a bridge, and so I'd comp 
with the with the freeze. Yeah, have, yeah. like comps things in there. But I've had I have a lot of fun of her. Yeah, for real. Then it goes around, and right now it's set up. It's set up into the blues driver. Yeah. And I use that as like a boost into the 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 over the um, super overdrive, the yellow pedal. Okay. And then it was going into a Mutron, um, an envelope filter, the Trutron. But now it's that one has a uh, the Strymon, the Strymon pedals. Oh, sick! Yeah, oh, yeah, they're great. The Strymon Flint. So that's a uh, reverb and the tremolo. Yeah, it's wicked. Awesome. Yeah. And that, it's like the tremolo, comparing that and the Vibralux, they're almost the same. It's, it's, they did so, that's an amazing pedal. Yeah. But having that, so I already have, I have reverb on the board, yeah. but if, when I want to double up on reverb, I'll use the reverb section of that. I leave it as like a deep haunting reverb. Nice. But after that's my, my girl. That's the, um, that's the uh, Space Echo okay. pedal. Right. And it's just like the best tape um, echo. Yeah, neat. Come out, go into the volume swell. Uh, right there is your switch box for the microphone. Yeah. Looper. And then you have your external pedals. I use that for, for um, canceling out loops immediately if I haven't hold the stop. I'm going to get a, uh, I'm gonna get an AB switch for my gig on Sunday. I'm gonna, it's just a bit, that's how to do it. It's, no, it's pricey because of the external power and everything. I don't think they run at 200. Oh, really? Change, but I'm telling you. I don't know. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. I got mine well. here. I'm not going to be using it anytime. Take mine for the gig. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right on. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, I run that. It goes into the mixer. That mix is the same of your, same as yours. Okay. I love that. I love that mixer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then right. I love those speakers. Like, I was. I'm a huge fan of the um, well QSC K12s. I tried yeah. getting one, but the supply chain and everything. You know. Yeah. They, well, they have the K. Was a K.2 now or something like that. Well, so it's a little bit different. So I went down to these that are ha- half the price, the ZLXs. Mm-hmm. Right. And it ended up being my favorite speakers. I swapped the QSCs, but this thing has like such I don't know the the spectrum of the speaker. Yeah. I'm just hooked on it. Yeah. yeah Justin has these uh, ZLXs in the studio, and I had I had one when he was at his other location. I had one that I was using for some stuff, um, and I ended up switching to the QSCs, and then just, actually I, I gave him the ZLX, I think. Um, and so I switched over to the QSCs. I had gotten the K10s. Yeah. Um, same it's exa- it's essentially the same thing as the K12. It's really just just the 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 cone uh uh you know where it pushes the sound to basically um the same same wattage same everything so um but man we use we used them for forever i used them for forever for all sorts of stuff then killbillies we were using them for probably the last two years we've been using them for front of house um i love those things man yeah they're so amazing they are they're great we're doing for low end you have the well so for low end i was actually running a bass amp and then, um, you know, for small venues, I was running a bass amp, and w- once in a while, we actually would run the bring this up, the yeah. kick. Well, we would run the kick drum oh, right. back out of the board and back into the bass my amp. bass amp. Huh. Yeah. yeah, but eventually, for bigger things or for outdoor stuff, I have a uh, I have a Yamaha sub, a uh, mm-hmm. big one. It's like was a fifteen or something. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and so it's great. It's amazing, and it, and it sounds really great. It's just that it's the size of this room. I mean, and it's heavy as hell. Yeah. Um, so we just recently switched over to uh, was it the EVM fifty? Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, EVM fifty, yeah. and it's a uh, it's a small sub. Um, it's like the small, it's like a, you know. It's like a ten okay. inch, it's like oh, a small yeah, ten no, inch yeah, sub, yeah. and it's got the it's got the tower coming off of it, yes. and it's got six tweeters on it. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, we run one of those in a lot of the small venues we 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 play at. 
it sounds amazing. We run the yeah. whole band through it. Yeah. Everybody through the board. Nobody has amps. We get plenty of we get we we get more bottom end out of that than I did out of my bass amp. Yeah, and honestly, if we need to expand it, we just throw up another main. We just use one of the speakers. You know, one of, one of the Q tens, yeah, K tens rather. Yeah, yeah. When I was talking about coming down here and like adjusting to the area and open mics, so within a, I ended up. They, I mean, they need an individual for an open mic, so that's what I ended up doing. Within a month here, I started running my own open mic at the Brew House Gallery yeah, in nice. Lake Park. And then I ended up doing sound, and I'm not, I knew how to, like, dial in a board. Yeah. I was learning sound engineering, but I got up to speed. I started doing sound. I was doing sound at that venue for um, four months. Oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah. But it, I love that place, man. But it got me into, I mean, just completing the sound. So I ended up purchasing the, you know, the Behringer XR18. Right. Have you I've got one that? of those. Oh my lord! Yeah, what? it's so capable. I think the reason we don't use it at gigs is because um, it's just like if something goes wrong, you know, you got you're on your phone trying to figure it out. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's a lot easier to have knobs in front of you. Yeah, in that emer- situation. emergency, yeah. like an e stop for the, yeah, you know, yeah. Cut, cut the monitors yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good exactly. for someone else to run your sound, but if you're running your own sound, it makes it a little more cumbersome having to fumble yeah. around with some digital stuff. I found it fine for solo gigs. It's just it's just an extra layer of like confusion when it's the band gigs and we're up there. But um, I, do you use yours for solo gigs? I do it for doing sound for bands. Oh, you do? I mean, in the end, you should have a guy doing sound. I mean, yeah. like, it's going to sound good no matter if you're, doing, you're good, good at your sound. You've, you know, it's going to come out great, but having a guy out there is, I mean, it's... Well, yeah. yeah, you can't hear yourself out there. You don't know what it sounds like it's, out there, yeah, and it's so, night and day sometimes. So, so it'll be me and a laptop, but also going around the whole venue, right. picking up the sound and what I'm missing. And yeah, no, those Behringers are, are great. I think it's, they're not necessarily... I don't think... I don't find the... Uh, interface like particularly intuitive intuitive but but it's like once you learn how to use it it can do anything you want it's great yeah it's pretty i think it's like an antiquated setup but it's like it's an onion once you start getting into it and building it up and it's working of other artists picking up their programs for it yeah flashing and then building up my programs it's it's been enjoyable yeah wicked man i can't go back i can't go back to a regular board for for doing you know big gigs and everything sure yeah i bet but no, you, it's awesome, and also I can, you know, I can tell that you're sort of you have an engineer's mind too. You know, you just the way you talk about things, you you just have this sort of calm quality of, about the way that you explain things. Where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure you know what you're doing. You know, I'm I'm passionate about it. Yeah, I'm really passionate, connected yeah. with it. Yeah, that's but. awesome. So, um, have yeah. you got anything coming up? Like, a, what's uh, is there anything we should look out for? Where, where's your next gig? Hmm. I don't. Well, it's Nip, Nip and Tuck would be who, who I'm playing with, and it's still on ice right now for uh, this season. Okay, we had some some incredible players in that band, and they're going to be playing playing elsewhere. So gotcha. But for me, solo right now. No, everything's kind of shifting right now. Right, everything's gotcha. with work. So like my targets of like promos and everything, what were gigs? Yeah, I'm now changing it to. Two practices. Okay. What right. I use is challenges. Yeah, yeah. And okay. people, you know, that's that's been the thing. So no, I don't. I don't have any gigs coming up right yeah. now. But uh, you know, I was doing it last played played last week. Some sometimes I play. I sit in with some real good friends playing gigs. But nice. No. All right, mate. Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for you. And it, the next thing that comes up, you know, I've got to check you out. The um, Kilbillies have got. So I'm Island Route on my own on the fourth. That's Friday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Saturday, Lost Weekend, has been cancelled now. Oh, okay. So um, 
the next and then I'm and then uh, and then I'm on my own at Guanabana. Weird weekend. That's weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm off this weekend. That I never guess. happens. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'll go busking in Clematis. Yeah. <laughs> but next weekend we've got that festival. Haven't we? Oh yeah. The next weekend is crazy, man. The yeah, next yeah. weekend we're going to Brooksville, Florida, to play at Riverhawk. Yeah. Uh, Riverhawk Festival. We're playing the main stage on uh, on Thursday at yeah. like 7 p.m. Then Friday we're playing the stage again at like 2 p.m. Yeah. Um, playing another set. And then we're hustling out of there, and we're driving over to Vero, and we're playing at Kilted Mermaid that Friday night. Yeah. And then Saturday we're playing at O'Shea's. Yeah. And then Sunday we're playing Farm to Grass. So that's all. That's all. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So yeah, we have five gigs in four days. Yeah. It's going to be James and I have six, and we just square grouper. No, do you have square grouper that week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap! I know it's going to be bananas. Wow. <laughs> good times, oh, man. Good, good times, time. good times. Yeah, it's totally. a good money weekend, though. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for coming, man. I appreciate it, gents. It's really an honor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Great having you, man. Yeah, good to meet you. Some fascinating stuff in there. I'm going to enjoy listening back to this. There's some stuff I want to hear again because, you know, I want to be able to remember it, what we talked about. And yeah. uh, I was just thinking to myself as we were all chatting away, um, one of the things I really used to love to do is listen to my guitar teacher chatting with his friends. I always used to find it really relaxing. And that's basically what this podcast is. Basically. It's just like me, yeah. music guys just chewing the fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without the competition. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. <laughs> and, well, um, yeah, as, al- as always, everybody listening and, and watching, uh, 56music.com will take you to, uh, to the podcast. You can listen to it. There's links there to go to YouTube. You can watch it. Um, there's links there for donating. There's links there for sponsoring. Um, hopefully shortly in the, we'll say in the next month or so, I'll start updating links in there for, um, for the 561 Music Festival in April. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, man, trucking along, doing our thing. So, uh, like, subscribe, and, uh, send money. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll see you later, guys. Thanks. Peace out.